Isn't that good to know that you serve a Jesus? That no matter what's going on around you, what's going on at your job, what's going on in your family, what's going on inside of your head, you serve a Jesus that can give you peace, that will make you fall asleep in the middle of all of that. That's crazy. Yeah, give Jesus a hand. So tonight, John chapter 4, starting with the fourth verse. John chapter 4, starting with the fourth verse. When you got it, say amen don't got it, say, hold on. I heard somebody whisper it on the chat. They said, hold on. <laughs> what does the Bible say? The Bible says, and, and for those of you, you see some people standing in here, that's because when we read the word of God, we always want to honor it. And if you see people that just stood up, that's because they forgot. No, I'm just, no, 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 no. Y'all are good. Y'all are good. The word of God says now he had to go through Samaria. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there. Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. And it was about noon. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, you are a Jew and I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For Jews do not associate with the Samaritans. Jesus answered her, if you know, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Somebody say living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us this well and drank from it and himself, as did also his sons and his livestock? Verse 13, Jesus answered, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give. never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Therefore, in verse 15, the woman said to him, Sir, give me this water that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here to draw water. Spirit of the living God, 
Fall fresh on this house tonight. Fall fresh on this chat tonight. Fall fresh on this podcast that people will be listening to later, God. Fall fresh right now, whether we're driving in our car, whether we're sitting in front of our laptop, looking on our phone, watching on our TV. Fall fresh right now, wherever we are. God, open up our hearts, open up our minds, open up our spirits to hear what thus saith the Lord. God will give you the honor, the glory, and all the praise. And the people of God said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Tonight, I want to come from the title. Somebody say, Thirst Trap. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, we're going to act up tonight. Somebody say thirst trap. Thirst trap. Mm, mm, mm. How many of y'all know what a thirst trap is? <laughs> you, some of y'all raising your hand like, I know what it is because you either have uh, fell victim to one or you might have been one. <laughs> you might have been a thirst trap. Hey. <laughs> Somebody say thirst trap. Thirst trap. Antoine, you gonna pray with me on this one? <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna need a lot of prayer on this sermon. Is that okay? <laughs> Somebody say thirst trap. Thirst trap. So I want to I wanna kind of dissect this text and kind of dissect this topic. Because if we don't dissect it, if we don't listen to it, if we don't try to dig deeper into it, we will take the title for what it's worth and we won't dig any deeper. <laughs> we won't actually think about what, what, is, what, is, what, is, what was Pastor Lincoln trying to tell me in this moment? Matter of fact, what was God trying to speak to me in this moment? And I want us to dissect this text and I want to kind of set up uh, the text. So I want to kind of paint a picture for where we're at right now in the Bible and in this story. Um, I want to paint the picture, and, and uh, Greg, can you turn my mic down just a tad? I, I can hear a little bit of a ring, just a little bit. I, I promise you I'll talk loud. Um, and uh, Hunter, do I sound okay on the chat, on the, uh, on the thing? I'm good? Swizzle. All right, so I want to talk about two things. The first thing I want to talk about, let's talk about water. Let's talk about water. Let's talk about water. This moment that we're reading about is actually coming after, if you look further in the, chapter, in the chapters before, this is right after Jesus turns water into wine. And I love the fact that this happens after that because this, this is a small demonstration of Jesus turning water into wine, not to keep the party going, but to show that the minimum amount of impact that he can do with just this little bit of water. Let's talk about water. And what I found out about the awesomeness about Jesus is Jesus uses water for a multitude of things. We often go, go for like the jugular, like, oh, he healed the blind, he did this, he did that. But I love how much Jesus used water. I, I love how much he actually used water. In chapter 3, Jesus and his disciples went to the Judean court, court side of um, Went to the Judean course, I'm sorry, and they were baptizing people, Jesus and John. And while they were baptizing people, there was a lot of people that were coming to get baptized and they were coming to get, um, I call it transformed. So it's funny that Jesus has just turned water into wine and now he's using water 
to change people's lives, to change who they are now to lay them down to come up to someone new. How many of y'all remember the first time you got baptized? Remember how crazy it was? He's like, whoo, I got a dip. <laughs> I'm new. <laughs> so imagine these people who were lining up to get baptized. I, I love this because I think we overlook the value of water. We overlook the value of water and how much Jesus used water. So you have him and John baptizing people, and he, Jesus is using water to give people new life. And what I love about this is Jesus has the power to use water as his servant. Water is a servant to Jesus. So write this down. Water has always been a good servant. Water has always been a good servant. And the thing about water is water didn't make Jesus' anointing effective. It was his anointing that made the water effective. It was what was already inside of him that made what he was using to be used for the glory of God. So Jesus is using his anointing to make water his servant. This is not the first time we see Jesus using water as a servant. Matter of fact, it the, it made the story of Jesus sleeping in the boat so much more clear to me because Jesus was able to sleep in the boat because water served him. So why would I not, why would I be tossing and turning about something that answers to me? Don't, isn't that crazy to see now that he was able to sleep in the boat, no matter if it was rocking, tossing, turning, water that came in the boat, and Jesus is knocked out, but everybody else is panicking. And that's because Jesus is not afraid of something that he owns. Jesus is not fearful of something that has to answer to him. And we see that example because right after they come and get you, Jesus, don't you care if we drown? Jesus wakes up and says, peace, be still. And what does the water do? It chills out. It falls still because this is not the first time it's had to answer to the voice of Jesus. It had to do it with the wine. It had to do it with baptizing people. And now we see Jesus saying, peace be still, and water is still falling the line. I hear the master. That means we got to stop moving. And I love another thing about Jesus, because water, remember, water has always been a good servant. It's always been a good servant. And here's another point where it's a good servant. Jesus uses water to increase people's faith. Because while in the boat, they were scared. They were yelling at Jesus, Jesus, don't you care if we drown? And he calms the winds. And what does Jesus say after that? Do y'all still have no faith? <laughs> he uses water to increase people's faith. When's another moment that we heard or saw that Jesus, Peter, come on to the what? Water. water has always been a good servant. He used water to get Peter's faith to grow. He used water to be an example of our walk with him. Because how many of y'all know, how many of y'all know that when we walk with Jesus, sometimes it's like, all right. And then sometimes like, I didn't got water in my socks, my shoes. It's up to my knees. My knees is, my, my, my jeans are starting to stick to me. Now they soggy. Or what do jeans do when they get wet? They turn into like cardboard. They scratching me now. Yeah, that's how life feels sometimes. It feels like I was just above water, but now I'm sinking. But Jesus has always used water. Water is what? A good servant. 
And I love the fact that he used water to illustrate the fact that we are going to walk on water. It, it is not until we take our attention off of him that we start to sink. So he's using water to teach us, if you just keep your focus, keep your mind stayed on me, keep your focus on me, then you will never sink. You'll be able to walk across so many things. You'll be able to walk across depression. You'll be able to walk across anxiety. You'll be able to walk across uh, Ill, uh, bad finances. You'll be able to walk across anything if you just keep your eyes on me. Because water is what? A good servant. It's a good servant, Antoine. And after I realized this is what water is to Jesus, it made me see why he used water so many different times, because it always served him. It always was, it was within his domain. So water has always been a good servant. And you know what I love about water? You know what I love about Jesus too? He allowed water to be our servants as well. Check this out. When you get thirsty, what do you drink? Water. So Jesus is allowing us to have the power and the dominion over water to hydrate us. Because water is what? A good servant. Water hydrates us. Matter of fact, um, Jesus loves us so much and gave us the power over water that when we have dry seasons in our plants, what does it do? Rain. Because water is a servant, so therefore... We watch it rain and we allow it to nourish our plants. We allow it to wash the filth off of our bodies. We allow it to wash, you know, brush our teeth, all that stuff. Water is a good servant. We don't really realize how much we use water. And we use it to do what? To serve us. We use it to go put our boats on, to go across shores that we couldn't get through by walking. We use it for so many different things. We use it to power a, a lot of our, um, of our big machinery. We use water a lot. So I, through, this, through this study, I found out that water is a good servant. Now, the second thing I want to talk about is thirst. I want to talk about thirst. So what do we know so far? Water is a good what? Servant. Say it with me. Water is a good what? Guess what thirst is? A bad master. <laughs> Woo! Water is a good servant. But thirst has always been a bad master. By definition, this is the effect of absence of water, which creates what? Dryness. So thirst, the definition of thirst is the absence of water. So therefore, what is the absence of water? It is dryness. And where there is thirst, there is a need. Where there's thirst, there's a need. What's the song we, we sing? I need thee, oh, I need thee. And on every hour. Where am I at? I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. grandmother used to sing and say, I need thee, oh, I need thee every hour. 
because I need thee, I come to thee. Because I need thee, I come to thee. But the consequences of who or what you come to are based on what it is you need. Thirst. Thirst has always been what? A bad master. Thirst dictates action. Thirst dictates action. Antoine, thirst dictates action. Meaning you will act on what you're thirsty for. You will act on what you're thirsty for. And here lies our title, Thirst Trap. Did y'all like that setup? <laughs> that's pretty good. I, I, was re- I was like, Lord, that's pretty nice. I, I expect you to do all that with water and thirst. And, whew, that's pretty good. So here lies our title, Thirst Trap. And what I love about this is Jesus, catch this, is setting a thirst trap. Now, ain't that weird to hear that Jesus is set? You telling me Jesus, Messiah, is setting? Look at she, she looking at me. She's like, "What? Jesus is setting? I promise you, Jesus is setting a thirst trap in this text. Jesus, JC, son of Mary, <laughs> nails in his hands, spit in the ground, put it on somebody's face, say, "See, <laughs> that Jesus." is setting a thirst trap. It's hard to see this in the text because of the nature of the definition of the phrase thirst trap. Can I tell y'all what culture calls a thirst trap? This is right out of Urban Dictionary, so don't judge me. A thirst trap is a social media post that is intended, keyword intended, to entice viewers sexually. (laughs) That's a thirst trap. That's why people look at me like, Jesus is not setting that. (laughs) Uh Uh-uh. Don't you put that on uh, Jesus, Pastor Lincoln. I would never. (laughs) But this is what culture calls a thirst trap. But Jesus is setting a thirst trap. Can I give you the definition of Jesus' thirst trap? Put that up there for me. Jesus' thirst trap is an encounter that is intended to create transformation indefinitely. A Jesus thirst trap? Ain't that good, Antoine? Yo, when I got this from the Lord, I said, what you say, man? You're preaching, Jesus. You should have gave this to Pastor Stephen Furtick or Pastor Dave, because I ain't got no business preaching this. A thirst trap? An encounter that is intended to create transformation indefinitely. And when I realized this is the trap that Jesus is setting, I went back to what? The text. And what I love about the text is, verse 7 says, when a woman, when a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? Here's the trap. (laughs) Will you give me a sip? Can you give me a drink? I'm thirsty. And what I love about this is, the Samaritan woman said to him, Ain't you a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman? How can you ask me for a drink? I want to talk about some people who I just heard about them the other day. Simps. (laughs) Look at all of y'all like, what is a simp? 
Now, I, Jessica, I'm old because I had to ask the New Life YA crew, I said, what's a simp? What's, you know what a simp is? You do? Dang, I'm old, man. I did not. Maddie, you don't want to tell me. I was like, what? <laughs> a simp is somebody who is thirsty, which what means they have a need. And when you have a need, uh, thirst dictates action, remember? So this person is thirsty for someone who ain't thirsty for them. <laughs> somebody who is thirsty for somebody who is not thirsty for them. And what messed me up about simps is I used to be one. I, I used to be one. But it wasn't in the sense of thirsting after someone, it was thirsting after something. I was a simp to something that wasn't thirsty for me. And once I found out that that's who I was, it made me ashamed. I was like, oh my gosh. I was thirsty for popularity, but it wasn't thirsty for me. I was thirsty for that friend group, but they wasn't thirsty for me. I was thirsty for that job, but they wasn't thirsty for me. I was thirsty for that ex, but they wasn't thirsty for me. Am I preaching tonight? Yeah, I didn't realize I was a simp. <laughs> I'm gonna be real, I thought they was talking about the Simpsons. I said, who's a simp? That's like my homer and Bart. <laughs> they was like, no, stupid, <laughs> it's a real thing. I was like, all right, whatever y'all say. I had to talk that over with some people in private. I said, what's a simp? You ever heard of a simp? Simp who, Simpsons? They was like, no. I was upset, man. Antoine went like, you need to preach to the simps. I said, well, let me find out who the simps is. <laughs> and it's funny that you can laugh at somebody, but we all used to be a simp. Right. <laughs> we all used to be that person, and we're able to laugh about it now because that's not who we are. We've been baptized into something and came up something new. But it is funny because a lot of people are simps to culture, to people. We really are simps to a lot of things because we bow down, roll over, and, and salivate over a lot of things, but we don't do that about Jesus. Oh my gosh, Ooh, I felt some knives. <laughs> they said, oh, yeah. We do a lot of extra things like the term simp. We will, get, we will give all our attention to things that ain't stunting us. And then we wonder, like, why won't you give it back? I'm giving you all this attention because I don't even like you like that. I don't even care about you. You know who feels that way about us? The enemy. <laughs> the devil. Whatever you want to call him. He don't care nothing about us. But yet we're surprised when we come up against something. You're like, wait a minute. I thought this was all supposed to work out for my good. But are you in God's will? Because if you're not in God's will, then it ain't going to work all for your good. <laughs> Y'all still with me? We all have been simps. And why have we been simps? Because we have been thirsty. And thirst dictates action. And I love the fact that, you know, we got to see a simp moment <laughs> right here in the Word. 
She's like, you gonna ask me for a drink? We not even supposed to be cool. <laughs> you, a, you a Jew and I'm a Samaritan, what you doing? And Jesus is, I, this is why I love Jesus, because he still pursues you even though you may not want him. Even though you may not know that you actually need him. So I love this about Jesus. So Jesus answered her, Joker, if you knew the gift, verse 10, Jesus, said, Jesus answered her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is that you ask, you, who asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The trap is still being set. <laughs> Jesus is trying to trap her into moving from one phase of her life to the next phase of her life without even asking her all the little stuff that she's been doing. Because if y'all read further in the scriptures, this woman has some friends and some mo friends that was all men that wasn't her husband. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, if you read on to the scriptures, he already was reading her, sizing her up without judging her. Now, where have I heard that concept from? Because Christians don't do that no more. We like to judge people and size them up before we even get to know them. Woo! Is this too much, Bart? I'm going to keep going. Because the reality is we have turned, remember when, remember when like Christians were actually Christians? <laughs> like we used to be nice to people. We used to be nice to each other. But then we stopped drinking the living water and started drinking the culture water. And what does Jesus say about not drinking from his well? You will thirst again. Isn't that crazy? Jesus is using water again. He's using water, a drink of water, as a servant to illustrate that you drinking from the wrong well. Because thirst dictates action. Thirst dictates, dictates action. So Jesus is setting up this thirst trap. And I want to talk about thirst traps in the bad way because we have all been set up in a bad thirst trap. We all been in a thirst trap. We ain't realize it, but we all been in a thirst trap. We have all hit the holy scroll and be like, who that? <laughs> click, click. <laughs> They ain't going to see it. I hope they do. <laughs> yeah, we all been in a thirst trap, or we have all been a thirst trap. <laughs> Fresh off the workout, <sighs> or <laughs> can I be real? Yeah, for real. And it ain't just dudes. I, I know a lot of people think that it's just women that set thirst traps. No, 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 boo-boo. There's a lot of fellas out here setting thirst traps. I've seen more half-naked men on Instagram than I've ever wanted to. <laughs> and they all bigger than me, so that's probably why I don't really like them. <laughs> no, they all pump it big, huge, and it's almost like, if you're going to, like, <laughs> don't make me laugh, if you're going to post a picture, can you at least show me what you did to get to that point? If, if you're going to post the picture, can you at least show me how you got to that point? Because the reason why a lot of us are on Instagram, let me say this first. Instagram is full of insecure people. And I love Instagram. Instagram is a great servant, but it's a bad, woo! 
Y'all catching the word now, ain't you? Yeah, Instagram is a great servant when you want to post stuff. You want to. Instagram is a great servant for this church. We have used Instagram for so many things. We post all of our uh, scriptures on there, post of our sermons on there. So Instagram is a great servant, but it's a bad master. It's a bad master. And we have allowed Instagram to feed our insecurities. And we wonder why in the midnight hour we are full of tears saying, dang, how did I even get here? Because I've been scrolling through something that I intentionally got on to mess up my feelings. Because you never get on Instagrams going on and I hope I see something that doesn't make me offended. <laughs> you always get on Instagram like, let me see what everybody else is doing. And the reality is everybody is saying, let me see what everybody else is doing. And a lot of people is lying about what they're doing. <laughs> Some folk been on trips and I'm like, ain't we in the middle? <laughs> ain't Corona here? So, so there are, there's reality to the fact that we have made some of these tools that were meant to be servants into masters. We got some people who serve Instagram. Can I tell you who they are? You sure? Influencers. <laughs> Y'all remember? <laughs> Y'all remember when being famous, you had to actually like have a talent. <laughs> Y'all remember that? I know it's way far off. But that used to be a real thing to be famous. You used to have to actually, like, be good at something. And now in order to be famous, you can get on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and have one moment. And you famous forever. You can always tell the people who were just in it for the clicks and not in it for the, for, the, uh, for the right reasons. Let me give you a, a point. You know how all these people who get on Instagram who are like influencers and... So what does an influencer do at like award nights? Because you don't win awards for being an influencer. <laughs> so you see all the influencers interviewing all the actual stars who are actually working hard and doing what they gotta do, saying, how, how you doing? And they like, who are you? <laughs> Oh, you that guy from Instagram. You're funny. There's no longevity with being an overnight success. There's no longevity with it. Especially when you make it your master. A lot of people have a job because of Instagram. Now, the really good people who have made, who have shifted from Instagram being there um, or making social media, I don't want to just talk about Instagram because Instagram, this ain't just about that. There are some people who have shifted allowing social media to be their master and turn it into their servant. And those are the people who you see who have longevity, who have actual careers now. There are several influencers who started one place but then said, I want to make this last longer. I want to actually make a career out of this. So then they start reading, they start going to school, they start networking, they start uh, putting their resume out there. They actually start doing work. <laughs> they start working with that one moment and make it a career. Now that's turning something into a, from a master into a servant.
Isn't that cool? I love those type of people on Instagram. I'm like, man, I remember when they were just telling me jokes. I was just clicking through them to see all their little Vine videos or whatever and stuff like that. And now they in movies. Oh, look, somebody like Vine. I know. I love Vine. I used to be on Vine for hours, Bart. No reason at all. I'd be up in the midnight. Like, you know you've been on your phone for a long time if your phone has somehow gotten from here to here. Because <laughs> your vision has gotten more blurry, so you had to keep it coming and keep it coming. and keep. Ooh, I didn't, my phone kind of close. Yeah, it's, I used to love Vine. But the fact of the matter is people are serving these things when they, meant to be, they were meant to be tools. They're meant to be tools. There's a scripture that says, I won't let the rocks cry out for me. That's allowing rocks to be a servant. I don't serve rocks. Rocks ain't going to sing louder than me. But yet we have a culture that has turned rocks that you one time, at one time wouldn't let cry out for you. Now they are crying for you. Y'all know what I'm talking about? The crystals, the new age stuff. Now we're serving. We've made rocks from a servant to a master. Ain't that crazy? Am I stepping on anybody's toes tonight? Y'all good? You still with me online? Amen. Because I don't want you to be a part of this family and we don't have a family talk. There are some things that we have allowed to become masters when they were always meant to be servants. We have turned our, horos our horoscopes into the determining and driving, driving factor of our decisions in life. We've allowed certain crystals to heal us instead of allowing the rock, the cornerstone that the builders refuse to heal us. We forget about that scripture, I won't let a rock cry out for me, but yet we are crying out to the rocks to cry out for us. I gotta go get my healing stone. Isn't that crazy to think about now when you hear it in a different way? Because when you are weak, when, when you are in a state, and this is, this is what I always want to pull it back to. We're talking about thirst, right? When you're thirsty, you will get a drink from a lot of places. Because <laughs> you, you're thirsty. I'm thirsty. And thirst dictates action. She, the woman was talking about the well that Jacob built, and Jesus was talking about the well that he was building. I am the well. You drink from me, you will never be thirsty. And it is funny, because when we're thirsty, we often find ourselves drinking from the wrong well. <laughs> we drink from the wrong well. Because when you're thirsty, you're delirious. When you're thirsty, you're vulnerable. When you're, <laughs> y'all, I turned around and Anton took a sip of water. He not thirsty no more. Your thirst will determine what well you run to. Your thirst will determine what well you run to. Right? Your thirst will determine what well you run to. Pastor Link, what you talking about? Depending on the severity of my thirst, it will dictate what well I run to. And it's usually the well that's closest, not the well that I have to work toward. Woo! 
my goodness. Oh, don't that make you mad? Stop hitting me with this, Lord. Yeah, it's usually the well that is easy access. It's usually the well that is, it's usually the well that is easy access. That is easy. I can scroll through this well. It's easy access. I can download any app, go on any website on this well. This well is accessible because there's something about this well that I just don't like. Oh, am I too real? Yeah, it's something about this well it's hard to drink from because this well got some truth in it. <laughs> and the truth is hard to swallow. Woo, I'm talking about thirst, Antoine. <laughs> we thirsty. And because of our thirst, we are being trapped by the wrong wells. We're being trapped by the wells of insecurity. We're being trapped by the wells of anxiety. We're being trapped from the wells of our past. We're allowing our past to give us water when we were supposed to be baptized. <laughs> Ooh! We're supposed to be baptized. So what was the point of going underneath water and coming back up if we were still gonna go and drink from the same well? Oh my goodness! And this is crazy to think about. We're talking about a thirst trap. Somebody say thirst trap. We have been caught in these thirst traps because we aren't willing to drink living water. Living water is hard to drink. How many of y'all ever had well water? That's hard to drink. How many of y'all like city water? Because it's easy to drink. Living water is hard to drink Because you're asking something to come and revive what is dead. There's something in our, our love for God is dead. That's why we need the living water. Our love for the word of God is dead because we need the, love, the, the living water. And that is why living water is hard to drink because there's truth that comes with living water. Excuse me, there's, there's truth that comes with living water. In the scriptures, when you read further, Jesus exposes her. What's the last scripture in uh, verse 15? Verse 15, put up verse 15. Um, the woman said to him, sir, give me this water so that I won't get thirsty and have to keep coming here uh, to draw water. And verse 16, it's not in here, but if you read further, verse 16 says, he told her, go call your husband and come back. She said, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you are right when you say you have no husband. The fact is, you have had five husbands, and the man you now, the man you now have is not your husband. What have you just said? What you have just said is quite true. Man, he exposed her after she asked for a drink. So, Lord, yes. I want your living water because I don't want to keep coming to this well and being thirsty, so give me a drink. All right, well, go make a change. Go do this, go do that. Go get your husband. Oh, I ain't got one. Oh, I know. <laughs> you got a few. <laughs> you, ain't got, <laughs> you ain't got one. You got you treating husbands like Lay's potato chips. I bet you can't eat just one. <laughs> yeah. Y'all told me this wasn't too real for y'all. Y'all told me y'all was okay. 
<laughs> Y'all better buckle up. <laughs> because the, <laughs> she said, boom. Because the reality is we are living in a world that is saying we want the living water, but when it's offered to us to drink, we like, wait a minute. <laughs> Why you just expose me like that, Lord? Guess that's what living water is doing. It's exposing the death and the decay so it can make new life inside of us. Living water. That's what we want. We don't want the same old water. We want living water. We see what regular water does for us. If we keep drinking from the well of regular water, regular church's schedule, regular this, regular that, regular anxiety, regular depression, we will keep getting the same results. We'll be thirsty. And because of our thirst, we'll be trapped. Thirst trapped. We're trapped by our thirst for the wrong things. And then we also get trapped because we want the right things but aren't willing to take a sip. We're not willing to take a sip. I can say it again. We're willing to go after the right things, but we're not willing to take a sip. Not when, because that living water don't taste good on the first gulp. <laughs> Got to keep drinking it. Because the first gulp you get is truth. It showed us right here in the Word. She asked for the drink, Antoine, and what happened? What are you going to do about all them husbands after you drink this water? Wait a minute. <laughs> I came here for new life. Well, something has to die in order for something to become new. So are you going to kill these relationships? Are you going to kill this relationship with anxiety? Are you going to kill this relationship with those bad friends? Are you going to kill, sever, untie those soul ties in order to take a sip of this water? Thirst trap. Jesus is setting a thirst trap because she had set several thirst traps and she's still thirsty. She was coming to a well while talking to a well. She's coming to a well for a drink, but conversing with a well. Jesus said, I am the well. If you drink from me, the living water, you will never thirst again. What was he talking about? Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. Everybody who will drink this water, everybody who will drink this insecurity, everybody who will drink this anxiety, everybody who will drink this depression, everybody who will drink from this past, you're going to be thirsty again. But if you drink, if you drink, if you drink from this well, me, not only will you not be thirsty, but a spring of water welling up into you will become a spring of water. You will become a spring. You will become new and have eternal. You will have eternal life. So this is John chapter 4, right? So if you go backwards, it's John chapter 3. For whosoever believeth in him, uh-huh. John 3, 16. That's preceding this moment. Don't y'all love the word? <laughs> oh my gosh. I was like, I'm in John chapter 4. 
And John chapter 3 is ahead of John 3, 16, for whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have what? Ever eternal life. He was talking about, he was having this conversation. Oh my Lord, he just hit me with a revelation. So chapter 3, John chapter 3, if you go forward in your, in your, in your uh, personal time, chapter 3, he's talking to a man by the name of Nicodemus, who's a Pharisee at this time. So y'all know who Pharisees are. Pharisees were people like, oh, you ain't the Messiah. But this is a Pharisee coming for a drink. Oh, my goodness. This is a Pharisee who is willing. I'm, I swear y'all, I'm not making it up. Jesus teaches Nicodemus, literally John chapter 3. Now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. He came to Jesus at night and said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God, for no one could perform these si the signs you are doing if God were not with him. Jesus replied, Verily, very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. So Jesus is using the example of baptism. Remember, when you get baptized, you are what? born again. So he's telling a Pharisee who came to him, somebody who was thirsty. So you're coming for a drink from the well that will never run dry. Isn't it cool to see all the setups before the actual event? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? So Jesus is already practicing on Nicodemus, knowing that he's going to run into the Samaritan woman. I'm the well. I'm the well of knowledge. I'm the well of, I'm going to teach this Pharisee the statues of God because I'm a well. How many of us are wells for people? Oh, some of us are wells and that's why we try. Because <laughs> people keep drinking from us and we keep giving them water and now we are running dry. Oh my gosh. We ain't got no water because we have been giving drinks to everybody and anybody. Why y'all think we so dry when it comes to relationships? I'm going to talk about it. Because we keep giving people a drink just because they came for a visit. Oh, my goodness. This is, ain't the word good? Don't you love the word? It is so crazy. We wonder why we're so thirsty because we have given of ourselves, whether it was sex, whether it was our attention. We have given of ourselves to so many people and wonder, why am I so dry? I have no substance in me. Why do I feel, what's, what's the word? What's the, empty. Because my well has run dry. I've allowed every man that was cute or said that I was cute come drink from this well. I've allowed every woman that said I was nice looking to come drink from this well. And as a result, from all those compliments, I don't even have enough water to sustain myself. So now, I'm a dry well. But you know what's awesome about the Jesus that we serve? I feel something about to happen, Antoine. The best thing about this Jesus that we serve, no matter how many times we become dry, we can always come to Jesus to get more water. We can always come to Jesus to be rejuvenated because we are drinking from the well that will never run dry. Amen. Ain't it good to know? that you serve a Jesus, that when you are at your lowest point, no matter what point it is, because we are always going to reach some low points in our life, we can come and get rejuvenated 
Fill me up, God. Fill me up. I want to overflow. Isn't it amazing? I, y'all, I love the Word of God. It is so amazing. That's why we're dissecting this Word. That's why, we, that's why we're doing this right now, because a lot of times we read chapters and read stories, and we skip right past the purpose of what the text was written for. If we, in a dry season, we will read this text and say, oh, Jesus is giving water to some lady. But if you change your perspective, in a dry season, same season, different perspective. In a dry season, you will say, Jesus cares enough about this woman who was sleeping with everybody, just like I was, and he still gave her water. He still ministered to her. He still loved her. He still cared about her. Isn't that amazing to know? that Jesus doesn't cast you to the side just because you casted yourself to so many different things, so many different people? Isn't it amazing to experience, what's this thing called, grace like a flood? Isn't that awesome? Jesus has always used water as a servant, but thirst has always been a bad master. Why do we continue to fall into thirst traps? I ask myself that all the time. Why, why, do we, why did I fall into all those thirst traps? And it's not the fact that I fell into all of those thirst traps. It's the fact that I fell into all of the wrong thirst traps. Because <laughs> if I fell into Jesus' thirst traps, according to that definition, put that definition back up. The definition said... Um, <clears throat> Uh, Jesus' thirst trap, I'm sorry. Jesus' thirst trap is an encounter that is intended to create transformation indefinitely. A Jesus' thirst trap. I was always falling for the culture's thirst trap. And it may not have been the sexually part, but it may have been just falling into whatever it was at that point in time. And all of us can remember when we fell in the trap. And what's, what's, what's so crazy about, we remember the fall, but we don't honor what it took to climb out. We don't honor and emphasize and remember what it took to get out of the well, Antoine. What did it take for me to get out of this place? I remember the fall because I keep beating myself up about it. You don't have to remind me about the fall, but you do have to remind me about the climb out. You have to remind me of how I got out of this dry season, how I got out of this dry place, how I got out of this moment where I was dry as the desert. I was the dry bones. And you could scream at me, live, live, live all you want. But I wasn't accepting the living water that was going to rejuvenate me. I wasn't accepting the well, Jesus, where I would take a thirst, I would take a sip and never run dry. Thirst trap. I wanted us to think of thirst traps differently in this season because some of us have fallen to a thirst trap before we got here. 
we fall into a thirst trap earlier this week, last month. And some of us are recovering from the thirst trap that we've fallen into. I don't want us to think about thirst traps being a level of promiscuity of like people trying to show us their, their parts, all that stuff, trying to be sexual. No, no, a thirst trap is, is anything that causes me to be dry, to be dry. Instagram is a good tool, it's a bad master. But if I keep going to Instagram and I Instagram and still come out dry, I might have to fix what I'm doing with Instagram, <laughs> with Twitter, with Facebook. Oh, her hair is way better than mine or he's way bigger than me. So what? So what? There's plenty of great, amazing, positive people on Instagram that you can find. You know what's the greatest thing about Instagram and Twitter? And it's the most underrated thing, but it's the most amazing thing. The unfollow button. <laughs> the unfollow button. I have an uh, unfollow party at least once every two months. <laughs> it's me cleansing my mind. Okay, like, I'm following way too many of this type of people, and I, every time I see them, something in my spirit is so messed up. I get angry. I get irritated. I get sad. I, maybe I need to stop. Maybe I need to unfollow you. And just because I unfollow you doesn't mean that you're doing something wrong. It means I'm not strong enough to just bypass you, to enjoy your content. I want us to get away from blaming other people for our lack of, of, of water. <laughs> I want us to get away from blaming other people for our thirst. Society does that. Society does that with women. Like, oh, women, you shouldn't be doing all this, you shouldn't be doing all that. Well, I ain't asked you to follow me. <laughs> Click the unfollow button. You don't like the way I, I do my hair, do my eyes, boo-boo, somebody do. Get out of the way. <laughs> You don't like that I do this, you don't like to do that? Press the unfollow button. But because there are so many insecure people in the world, their voice is louder than the secure people. And the secure people aren't yet strong enough to tell insecure people, you can be whole too. But the way you become whole, you gotta take a drink. <laughs> you gotta take a sip. You gotta take a sip of reality. <laughs> Gotta take a sip of like, hey, I didn't do that to you. Isn't it funny that we are paying for the sins of other people and we didn't even know them back then when that person did whatever they did to that person? Why I gotta pay for your baggage? Why I gotta pay for your baggage? Especially in relationships. Especially, especially in relationships. The culture dictates, the culture says that if you and I are together, you got to carry all my bags, but I'm not carrying yours. <laughs> Am I lying? Culture says if we, if we, if we wit each other, you got to carry my bags. Basically, you a bellman. I'm not carrying your bags. <laughs> no better yet, you got to drop all your bags off at the door before you get with me because I have bags for you to carry. That's what culture says. You know what that is? Thirst. That's a, that's, that's a byproduct, a fruit of thirst. When you're thirsty, you attract, oh, you attract what you are. 
you attract what you are. Isn't it crazy to know and be aware of, okay, I know that I attract what I am, but I'm trying to attract what I'm not. I want to attract like the best thing ever, or like, I want to attract the best girl. Maybe you should attract some water. <laughs> Maybe you just need some water before you make all these rash decisions, before you get with that crazy guy, before you get with that crazy girl, because people think that just women is crazy. No, dudes are crazy too. And it's the reality is that we are all crazy because we all thirsty. Thirst trap. Thirst trap. And the trap of the enemy is the lie that we thirsty. <laughs> the lie from the, the trap of the enemy is that what I'm drinking from is not enough to sustain me. This is not enough to sustain me. That's the lie of the enemy. That's the lie of the devil. The devil is telling you that you're thirsty because you keep reading a book that's old. Listen, listen to the lie of the enemy. You're reading something that was only relevant back then. Because that's, the, that's what the world tells us. This book is old. The stories in it aren't relevant. But yet, I'm reading about a woman who was promiscuous and all this stuff, who has slept with a bunch of people. That's me. <laughs> and I see how Jesus treated her in spite of, does that mean Jesus would treat me that way? No, but this book is old. This book ain't relevant. No, this book is so relevant, it's scary. This is the only book that when you read it, it reads. That's why people don't want to pick it up. It might tell on me. <laughs> Shh, stop that. That's what we do with the Bible. So therefore, this well is too much for me. And the lie of the enemy is that this well will not sustain me. But this well can. The Lord just doing a prime example. No, you don't need that. <laughs> That's really what you want, me to, you want me to throw it on accident, but my hand just sweaty. So therefore, Jesus is telling us, you don't need this. You need this. You need me. You need me. You need me, Jesus. That's why I died on the cross, because I knew you would need me. If I knew you didn't need me, I wouldn't have did what I did. But I did it because I knew you would need me. Can I tell you that Jesus knows that you need him? You just need to know that you need him. <laughs> Jesus, I need you. I need thee. Oh, I need thee every hour. That, is, that just isn't an old song. That is relevant to now. Jesus, I need you in this moment. Jesus, I need you to enter into my mind because my mind is playing tricks on me. I'm thirsty for everything that I don't have. I'm thirsty for things that I do have. I don't even realize that I have them because I'm so delirious from my thirst. I don't realize what I have already. I have life, health, and strength. I got a job. I got a car. I got people that love me. Pastor Lincoln love me. New Life Church love me. Jesus love me. That's the biggest thing. But because I'm thirsty, I'm delirious, so I can't see straight. My, my palate is dry, so my words are dry. The way that I speak to people, woo, the way that I speak to people is dry. I don't speak life into it. I can't speak life into you, Bart, because I'm thirsty. Can I tell you that thirsty people can't help other thirsty people? Thirsty people can't help other thirsty people. 
but yet we keep talking to other thirsty people. <laughs> you thirsty too? Let's talk together. We both thirsty. We're not helping each other. But you catch somebody who was full of a well named Jesus, I promise you, you will catch some water in you so quick that you won't even be able to think straight. When you run into Jesus, the well that will never want run dry, you start to think clearly, you start to see clearly, you start to see who was for you and who wasn't for you, you start to see things as they are and not as what they could be, you start to see clearly because you have run into a well that will never run dry. You know what's awesome about a well that will never run dry? When I'm dry, I can go get it. <laughs> when I'm thirsty, I can go get rejuvenated. I can get hydrated. Because remember, water has always been a good servant. It is my thirst that has always been a bad master. And I want to know tonight, I want to know tonight, how many of us are willing to take a sip? I think a lot of us are thirsty and we know where to drink from, but we're too lazy to travel to the well. We're too lazy travel to Jesus. And I love Jesus because Jesus wasn't just traveling to, through, to Samaria to just do it for the sake of. He was planting a seed. He was planting a seed knowing that Samaria would be overrun at one point in time by Simon sorcerer. Remember? Remember this story? Simon the sorcerer was doing all this type of crazy stuff in Samaria. And then Philip came and turned that place around. The reason why he was able to do that because there was a seed in Samaria. There was a seed in Samaria that Jesus watered. watered that woman and I believe that that woman just became so radical talking about I found a well I'm not thirsty no more and as a result that seed that was planted in Samaria grew into fruition for Philip Philip was he was um, benefiting from the seed that Jesus planted in this woman. The Bible never said this woman's name. Some woman from Samaria. But we still know who she is. Just because we don't know her name specifically doesn't mean we don't know who, we, who she is. We have a problem of people not, we think people don't know who we are. That's thirst. I want people to know my name. I want people to know that I matter. I want people to know this. No, no, no. You do. We know who you are. Matter of fact, I used to be you. 
I used to be thirsty. But then I ran into a well that I've been drinking from ever since. Are we willing? Hear me when I say this. All I in here. There have been seasons in our life where we kept going to the well and kept going to the well and kept going to the well and then we hit a snag and we stopped going. We hit a rough patch and we stopped going because in our minds, we feel like that water, that, that well that we were going to must not be working if I'm in this season right now. That's how we think and as a result, we fall from the thirst trap. We fall from the thirst trap. And the trap that was only meant to be there for a moment has now turned into a lifestyle. I'm trapped. I feel like I'm always depressed. I feel like I'm always anxious. We fell for the trap because we stopped going to the well. We fell for the trap because we stopped going to the well. And Jesus is speaking tonight saying, I'm still here. And I brought water with me. Jesus wants to know. He said, he said, he said I'm still here and I brought water with me. But you know what he wants to know? Will you take a sip? How many of us are willing to take a sip? Hey family, hope you enjoyed the sermon. Listen, be sure to click subscribe to be able to see all of our content and keep up with all of our things that we're going to be posting throughout the year. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and New Life YSU. And be sure to follow us on our website, newlifepoland.com. I hope this sermon blessed you and we hope that you have a great rest of your day. See you soon.